0: Episode 29, folks, we're the bad boys of brunch. That's right. We're doing a morning episode for the kids.
1: And also <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: Cody's, Cody's too cool, but I have, I'm wearing a robe and I mixed myself two morning cocktails so I don't have to take a break. I'm also going to take a nap after this.
2: <laughs> I made myself uh, in the fam. Uh. A heavy breakfast, so I'm hoping I can make it through this without having a problem. Again. What kind of breakfast we talking about? Because I might uh, show up. Well, we ate it all, but uh, <laughs> I, t- I took the, I took the croissants and instead of like rolling them like regular croissants. I made them into squares, so it was essentially like a like a sandwich kind of, and then did uh, egg sunny side up on top, and then crossed a few pieces of bacon on top of it. And then also, uh, just to get some more meat, I uh, cut up like some chicken sausage. Um, they're like they're like brats, but I like oh, oh, yeah. cut them oh, no, a long I chicken, way. I don't I a sausage. long way and then in half and then like just brown the, each side of them like in the pan. Toss them on there. Fuck And, then, this ba- and cool. then threw a bagel with some strawberry cream cheese. You got me hot and bothered on the morning cast. Also did some grapes too. Just uh, put some oh, yeah. stuff, some fruit. grapes, and throw them in the bowl. A little little fruit.
0: Do you have to? Uh, I didn't know people did this. Do you cut the grapes so the kids don't choke on them? Yeah, cut them in quarters.
2: Because yeah, a grape will go right into uh, infant's trachea, and uh, same thing with chicken sausage. You got to cut that up too.
0: Blows my mind. I don't think any. I don't think. Obviously, I was a child when this happened. I'm pretty sure my parents just gave me like whole pieces of beef jerky, like. <laughs> If, I can, if he swims he'll fi- be fine. He might drown though.
2: I don't I mean, I have given my son uh the the purple uh uh Takis before, so <laughs> I was like eating ta- I was like eating Takis like the spicy ones. I think I might have mentioned this before, but he just Oh like... no, we
0: talked we talked about Takis. We didn't talk about you feeding your infant
2: child. <laughs> Fucking spicy times. Yeah. Well, he was like looking at me and like he he doesn't know how to ask. for. Like, he'll say, like he'll sign for more. Like you can put your hands together and do this. This means more. Dude, you're, you're, your kid's already smarter than me. He'll, he'll sign for that, but he doesn't know how to say like, he'll kind of say more when he does that, but not really. So he doesn't really know how to ask for things. So most of the time he's just like, eh? Just points and goes, <laughs> eh? So... <laughs> I was like, that's what, that's what,
0: that's what I do. So
2: well, I was like eating some Takis and uh, when I was like making him breakfast, I don't know why I just, was just a bag of Takis and I was hungry. So I was just eating Takis at like seven or eight in the morning. <laughs> and he just like points at me. He's like, "Eh," and I was like, dude, you're not going to like these. He's like, "Eh," and I was like, dude, seriously, you're not. <laughs> I was like, all right. Dude. All right. <laughs> so I, like like they went <laughs> off and gave it to him and he was like eating some blueberries. And he just like, he just like mowed it down. And then he like points me again. "Ah." So I think because he had the blueberries in there, he didn't get the full effect. So I I bit him off another piece and gave him another one. He like chewed it for two seconds. and just looks at me and his eyes got really big. And he's like,
1: "Eh." (laughs) and then he just like
2: opened his mouth and like all of the talk, he just, just (laughs) and then he cried for a little while and I felt bad. I was like, well, I'm a terrible parent.
0: Well, his trauma made me laugh. So, <laughs> in, in all fairness, that's like, I don't, once again, not sure your family lifestyle, but my parents definitely, I remember being like four and being like, Dad, toss me some of that beer. <laughs> and i just being like, obviously, I probably said it like, I probably just did the eh. <laughs> but I remember him giving me like a swig of Budweiser and me just being like, oh. <laughs> this is terrible.
2: I think that's like every Midwestern dad. Like you're sitting in a lawn chair, like the legit old lawn chairs, not like the there's, canopy folded oh yeah. ones. There's, there's no way yeah.
0: there's no way we could sit in these lawn chairs nowadays.
2: <laughs> oh, no. No. And no cup holders, so you're constantly just spilling your drinks all over this, the place.
0: This actually, uh, they, just because you brought those old lawn chairs up and I brought up being too fat to sit in them, uh, last weekend – on uh, fuck, it had to be Saturday. We were uh, we we're out at the lake, we were playing a little Beersby. Obviously, I crushed, but uh, a big boy, uh, a, a thick individual sat in one of those old woven lawn chairs, a little aluminum jabbies, the aluminum. Oh boy, did he crush it!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely just fucking, like. The frame folded, just absolutely just buckled. And it was one of those, it's like, he laughed it off, like, ah, but you could just see the pain in his eyes, (laughs) just absolute hurt. But there was another one of those chairs floating around, and uh, one of the friends of the cast, Brian Miller, we watched it happen, and him and I specifically went and got other chairs. (laughs) We were just like,
2: yeah, we're not going to let that happen to us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah you can't
0: you can't be the dude that crushed a chair
2: dude that reminds me uh so like back in high school we i used to be an ffa uh future farmers of america no big deal no big deal um, no, used to you be you know, top gold. top 10 top 10 in state meets judging two years in a row I'm not gonna bra- i'm not bragging i, have a bunch I of bet clients. you are good
0: at judging meats.
2: yeah um But yeah, we we used to go to these uh, competitions all the time. And so it'd be like all the small schools from all over the place and they'd all meet up and there was like hundreds of hundreds of people and and students and everybody inside this this room at at the end of the day um, to like go over the contest and do the results and, and, um, you know, hand out the prizes and stuff. And we were all loaded. I can't remember where we were, but we were all loaded into this room and we were all sitting on uh, folding chairs. And it's just packed. And uh, uh, a guy in the grade above me, his name was Jace, was like, we're all sitting there. And, like, they had just quieted down the crowd. And we're all sitting on these old shitty folding chairs. And all of a sudden, that folding chair just gives out and just slams flat underneath him. Like, luckily, his fingers, like, you know, you didn't have, like, his fingers yeah, it, underneath him. It them, wasn't which, small, they just been, Good God. But it just, like, folded and just
1: boom.
2: And, like, right before that, they just quieted everybody. And, like... I'm pretty sure my buddy Will just like points at him and he's like
0: ah!
2: yeah. Are we talking about Will
0: Jones? Who? Yeah. Will Jones? <laughs> yeah. And everybody just lost it. Dude, oh I would God. I literally I honestly would have ran out of the room.
2: <laughs> and he he kind of like tried not to like get embarrassed, but he's like, yeah, I mean, that's just a that's a bad that's a bad that, that's, that's something that no one above two hundred pounds
0: will appreciate. But literally just, like, judging the, uh, the, like, strength of a chair is one of those things where you're just like, please, God, don't let me break a chair today. Yeah,
2: it's like you show up to, like, fancy things and, like, you just look at the chair and you're just like, mm, no, no, no.
0: Yeah, you eat, at, you eat at a French restaurant and those chairs are made for, like, 145-pound dudes. And they're, like, narrow and somehow, like, sh- sharp. <laughs> They're terrible chairs, but literally, it's like you sit on it and you can just hear it. Just be like, Rrr. it's like, please, please don't, not, not today, any day but today.
2: It's kind of, a, it's kind of a funny thing to bring up. Like, there's probably like, like, lots of women and small men that never, that thought never goes through their mind. Like every time before I sit down on a chair, especially oh, like a God. folding chair, I'm always evaluating. Like, yeah. What's the payload What's, on this bad boy? <laughs> even,
0: like, it, even with like metal chairs, like metal folding chairs that you see at like church meetings or like PTA meetings, your it's one yeah, of those yeah. things. It's one of those things where you're just like, "What are we talking about here?" <laughs> it's like, are you, like you know how ladders have like the like 225 pound weight rating, and you're just like, "I'm gonna risk it," <laughs> and just the entire time you're like. Fuck! I hope this thing doesn't fold in on me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, well,
1: I do know
2: I do know the ladder ratings because I've I've had to uh, go up the next level to the three hundred bill one. And yeah. A lot of my coworkers because I had to buy ladders for us once and uh, they gave me a hard time. And I was like, hey guys, sorry I'm not a you know a, a small little boy. Sorry I'm not in fourth fourth grade. <laughs> yeah, I need the adult size one. Um, but I suppose we should. We just tossing it in here. We've been said, <laughs> just been kind of getting loose on this uh, Saturday brunch episode. the brunch rules. We um, will, we wouldn't be
0: the bad boys of brunch if we didn't do that.
2: Facts. Um, yeah, as as Tyler mentioned, this is episode, or maybe you did or didn't mention, but uh, yeah, I think I said 29. episode twenty nine. Episode twenty nine. Um. And we will say that episode 29 is brought to you by our good friends, uh, from 605 real estate and you can find them at realestate605.com. Uh, and Tyler, would you like to highlight a broker associate for us?
0: Please? Cody, I would love to. Today we'll be focusing on Kate Christopoulos. Kate Christopoulos. Was raised in the Chicago area, but has loved calling Sioux Falls home for 35 years. With over 15 years of real estate experience, Kate will take you through the buying and selling process with care and knowledge. And folks, you can look at, you can see the picture of Kate. You can tell she cares and she loves. She's an absolute coxswain of the sale. And that's for both sides. Coxman's okay. Maybe. Whatever. Kate, I mean, we're talking years of experience. 15? Dude, my little brother is 16. She's been selling, she's been selling houses longer than my little brother's been alive. Almost. If you round up.
2: <laughs>
0: <Math>. <laughs> so, listen, fo- pals, friends of the cast, if you're looking to buy or sell house in the Sioux Falls area, why don't you give Kate Christopoulos a call? And you can reach Kate at 605-231-0851. And if you want to hit our office up, 6330 Southwestern Avenue, suite 150, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Don't use that for creepy stuff. Just go there and buy or sell a house.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like Tyler mentioned, if you want to get a hold of Kate or anybody else on the team, or, uh, maybe just, you're not ready yet, but you just need to talk to somebody. Um, you can, uh, always reach out at, uh, their Sioux Falls office or, uh, contact them via the website at realestate605.com. And, uh, with that, I guess we'll, uh, Sometimes Get back into it.
1: <laughs>
0: we did almost 30 seconds of an ad read, buddy. We're back in. Sometimes I just email the 605 uh, the Real Estate 605 website. Sometimes I just email them just to talk. You know why? Because they're people and they just they're people, they're people persons. People, person. people persons, I don't know but whatever right. Tyler, get us back into the, get us back into the cast we're back
2: at
1: ba, ba, that's what I wanted
0: I'm wearing a robe, it's the Brunch Podcast, and I'm feeling fucking dangerous. Look at these traps. Look at these things. Trap queen. Oh, fuck, dude. I look like Batman if he was fat. Been doing them shrubs? No, I think those just showed up during puberty. Oh. I'm pretty sure if I actually like worked out and tried, I could look like Tom Hardy, except Dumber, but we'll never
2: know. That's fair. Um, I forgot to mention it, uh, earlier this week, but, uh, RIP Charlie Daniels, um, what yeah, he, uh, he passed away on Monday on July 6th. Um, he was 83. He, uh, he, uh, had a, had a stroke, um, I guess was what the the cause was. Um, but yeah, if, uh, I don't know if it's the same with everybody else, but like, I can distinctly remember, uh, you know, listening to "Devil Went Down Georgia." And for some reason, "Devil Went Down Georgia," Um, I believe it's right around was it right around fifth or sixth grade for you? I I just remember like riding the school bus, and that would come on. Like, we'd have like a twelve mile trip from from all the out out of town kids back into into Miller, and "Devil Went Down Georgia" would be like Jared. Who's our bus driver? Shout out, Jared! Shout out, Bus One! Uh, Jared, we're gonna need to—we're gonna crank that, and we just hammer some devil down, Georgia. I literally just
0: when the devil starts playing the
1: fiddle,
0: I bet you a fiddle of gold against your soul. I'm better than you. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. that—that holy shit! I didn't even realize that. I thought I maybe that's just my tiny brain, but I figured Charlie Daniels dying would be actually kind of pretty big news. I didn't even hear about that.
2: It, it was um, like in the, in the country music community, there was a lot, of, uh, a lot of shout outs and a lot of things. I actually had seen it before we recorded earlier, but um, I completely forgot about it. But yeah, RIP to a good one.
0: RIP to a legend. RIP to a legend. I blame intern Taylor for that. He took us off our game. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we had to focus on bullying him rather than talking about what's important. Yeah. That's famous people dying.
2: And Taylor Taylor doesn't like Charlie Daniels, so that's why. Because yeah. he's mean. <laughs> yeah. if, Charlie Daniels,
0: if Charlie Daniels rapped over a beat, ooh, Taylor would be, intern Taylor would be in love with him. But just because he sings about real things, like playing the fiddle against the devil, Taylor hates him. <laughs> Charlie Daniels can play a shit of a fiddle, too. Yeah. Um. Also, here's a little fun fact for you guys. If you ever see someone break out an acoustic guitar, call it a git fiddle, they'll love you forever. I see you're playing the old git fiddle. Whew. They're in. This actually brings up a something i had something i had written down uh i've been listening to a lot of like outlaw country uh for the last like six months and i think i'm ready to make the full transition to a country music star
1: yeah
0: uh i can play i can play guitar i'm sad a lot um i can sing about heartbreak i have a couple mild addictions if I can just focus that together, I'll basically be uh, Tyler Childers, Zach Bryan, Sturgill Simpson. No big deal. I don't want to put myself on their level yet, but I'm close. It seems it's strange. a very
2: specific to, I wasn't trying to be distracted for some reason. my uh, I think my uh, my internet was flaking there a little bit um don't worry also i brought up my stopwatch and i never started it so
0: um okay so i know i i know we i brought the stopwatch out last time and you know how taylor said he clicked it in point zero four so i literally we got done recording and i sat there for about two hours just hammering away at it i'm not kidding i I switched hand positions i did everything to try to get zero point zero four I got point zero nine, and I was furious to the point where I had to put the stopwatch down and walk away. <laughs> and like, like, all right, I gotta, I gotta quit this. Has Has Taylor been able to
2: recreate that point zero four again?
0: Uh, he was a dick, and uh, he texted me yesterday when I was at work, and he got point zero six.
1: Mm.
0: And I like I couldn't deal with it. I, he texted me at four o'clock, and it was one of those things where I was looking for any excuse to just to leave work. <laughs> and I was just like, Taylor texted me that, and I was like, "Well, I'm done for the day. Fuck you guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fuck this. It sucks."
0: Yeah, like it was. I I I don't know how he does it because I feel like I'm way quicker, but it doesn't register. Hmm. I, I, that's what I'm telling myself to not go insane. Um, I'm now I'm now I'm thinking
2: about it. I was uh, I I listened back to part of the uh, uh, episode twenty eight with Taylor and and he mentioned uh, he kind of brought it up in passing, like talking about the ranking the DQ blizzards again, and I started getting angry again about how you guys left banana cream pie and butterfinger. Like because it's this. disgusting. No, it's, it's they're true. they're both bad. They're both but. That made me think, um, did we ever talk about like butterscotch, uh, like butterscotch shakes and butterscotch sundays?
0: We did not, but I'm um, curious.
2: So I don't know if your guys' Dairy Queens were like this, but ours would, they would have uh, butterscotch. Uh, like well, zero- let's
0: establish this right away, Cody. Mass of South Dakota has the best Dairy Queen in the country. It's been proven. It's been proven.
2: I mean, I've been there. It's, de- it's it's the de- best
0: Dairy Queen in the country. It I I'm not gonna argue about it because I'm right.
2: I'll give you I'll give you this one because this is a battle I'm I don't need to fight. Um, it's not something I need to be super invested in. Um, so I'll I'll let you have that one and uh I'll I'll will save my fight for for a different battle. But um, <laughs> they they used to like our Dairy Queen. Um, I know a lot of other ones like didn't have like butterscotch flavoring and didn't have like, uh, like black, like black raspberry flavoring. Those are like kind of the, kind of the two, two big ones if you want to get a sundae or something. But, uh, if you've never had a butterscotch sundae, if you go someplace that has one, very good. Sometimes you show up there that's and like, you ask for a butterscotch bang. One, like, and they're like, oh, we don't have butterscotch. we got caramel though. It's like, nope, that's not the same. That's
0: thing. not the same. It's not the same. Not even close to the same. Yeah. I, I will say, uh. I was a big butterscotch boy, obviously. I so. <laughs> and uh, I recently switched it up to a similar color. I went peanut butter Sunday.
1: No. Ooh.
0: No. Yeah, <laughs> you're wrong. You're wrong. No
2: yeah. butterscotch. <laughs> I mean, I will die on the on the Sunday hill. That butterscotch Sundays are better than any other Sunday. That's a fact.
0: Yeah, you're probably not wrong. Uh, I mean, you got your hot fudge, bland. Like, uh, just get chocolate ice cream. Skip the middle, man.
1: Mm-hmm. Hot f-
0: I don't want hot fudge on my Sunday. But uh, and strawberry? Like, no. Strawberry?
2: <laughs> I saw dad mode kick in right there. Sorry. Yeah, kids are screaming. It's... Yeah. It's the middle of the morning on a Sunday. My kid hasn't had a nap yet. This is probably going to get a little loose. it's definitely Saturday. (laughs) What did I say, Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. Sunday. (laughs) I don't even know.
0: See, here's the the dynamic of the brunch podcast right now. Cody has an actual family to deal with. I am slightly drunk wearing a robe and having a brunch cocktail. (laughs) There is definite – there is levels to this stuff.
2: Well, you need to keep that energy going into uh, uh, UFC 251.
0: Oh, what? Yeah, no. I here's what you're worried about your children. I just hear pounding noises, and I'm scared Taylor's building a wall. Mm. I, can you believe this shit? Intern Taylor interrupting the podcast.
2: Taylor, holy fucking shit, dude! You
0: come Taylor. on one time. You can't come on every time. You're not the third fucking
2: host. Taylor, I want an apology right now. Apologize. Into the microphone. <laughs> no.
1: Hey, I'm
2: very sorry. Okay. Think right. about what you did. Do Take a couple. I'd say take a couple laps, but you you love that shit. So do something. Sit on the couch. <laughs> say. Sit on the saying, couch was... for 45 minutes and eat some potato chips. Good.
0: Bye, Taylor. I swear to Dude, if he wasn't my favorite intern. Oh.
2: <laughs> i'd fucking fire him so fast um speaking of the dad thing uh there was a, a couple of robins like outside in the backyard and my, my son was just like staring at them like yelling and uh i like opened up like the sliding window and like yelled at the bird and the bird like flew away and he's like ah and then like landed up on the fence with like a couple other ones but made me think like at what age at what age can you buy your child a bb gun four four <laughs> four <laughs> <It's>, lily, <laughs> lily told me seven but i'm pretty sure that i got a bb gun when i was like five or six yeah um,
0: i i'm telling you it's it's, it's simple math because i know i know for a fact my grandpa literally i was like four years old my grandpa was like you can only shoot blackbirds <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and that was the middle of town <laughs> Also, my grandpa definitely claimed you could shoot a .22 in town if it was only bird shot. <laughs> and I don't think I don't think that was true, but goddamn, I wasted a lot of shit. <laughs> I,
2: I uh, so if you
0: I, were if you were a bird that wasn't a robin, my grandpa was just like, "Go ahead, son, <laughs> lay
2: waste." See, my uh, my grandma and my mom told me the same thing. Like, you know, don't shoot the robins. Don't shoot the sparrows, but you can, like, shoot, like, the, the blackbirds. blackbirds. And it, and I, I'd try – I live next to, like, a grain elevator, so I'd try some pigeons every once in a while, but they were a little beefier. My, my BB gun, unless <laughs> you got a headshot, it was kind of tough.
0: Uh, uh, my parents uh, gave me a BB gun super early and then immediately realized that I was not responsible enough for a BB gun, so they gave me a fucking wrist rocket slingshot And they gave me, like, you get, like, a sack of marbles, basically, with it. Like Like little ball bearings, almost. Yeah. And trust me, any animal that walked by was catching one. And (laughs) the thing is, is those ball bearings will absolutely demolish a bird because their bones are hollow. They're not even real. They're government spies. But you hit a squirrel square in the side with a ball bearing from a slingshot, the squirrel is hurt, but he is pissed. <laughs> it, like the squirrels have enough meat where you can literally hear like the thunk, and they look at you like, "My ribs! What the fuck, man!" And trust me, I was BB guns and slingshots. I was trying to drop everything that
2: walked by. I, I, I guess I should specify. I think I was five or six when I like took so my. F- father had like an old daisy lever action bb gun
0: you had to you had to pop it like 45 times
2: (laughs) yeah and uh uh like he had it but it was pretty much like understood like i wasn't weren't supposed to fuck around with it but i remember being like five or six and because like we got our own bb gun when i was like seven or eight like my my parents bought us like a like a nice uh like remington like mossy oak one yeah but i i just remember like going out and uh I think my mom came back. She she went somewhere and she came back and there's just like dead birds just littered the whole lawn uh, <laughs> yeah. it's because that, I went it's out the, and shot it. And my mom's like, scene. I think I'd raise a psychopath.
0: <laughs> it's the scene in Big Daddy where he buys Frankenstein exactly. a baby hood. <laughs> he <Yeah. laughs> just, just comes out. There's all the dead rats. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, just go inside, buddy. <laughs> like That's... <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, that's literally 100% what
2: happens. My mom was, like, mortified. And she was like, yeah, no more. Like, don't do that. The neighbors are going to see. Like, I was, like, traipsing around for, like, the entire morning. Just, you know, living my own war fantasies. Just plugging birds. Dude, that is is something that, like, I don't know what other people think of. When
0: I was six years old, all I wanted to do was go to war. (laughs) Like... Played army. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was saying, I think, I think it was G.I. Joe and playing army. So I was like, dude, I'm pretty good at G.I. Joe's and army. They got fucking kill. And then when you're like, you just find like a gun and your parents, like your parents or your grandparents are just like that fucking shoot shit. I don't really know. And it's baller. You're just Facts. any, any, if it flies it dies, baby, except Robbins. Or maybe just a stick that looks like a gun. Yeah.
2: I do finger guns like four times a day <laughs> dude I heard so this is um, not super relatable to a lot of people but um, one of my buddies his brother-in-law their kids like go to like a daycare here in town it's like a pretty large daycare and uh, you can't do is it apple tree <sighs> you know I don't know is the apple tree still a thing yeah yeah yeah. there's a couple of those yeah but uh like kids are not allowed to do finger guns what yeah like they like they like like pointing pointing your finger and like you know doing braw, any guns braw, <laughs> do, doing any like uh, f- finger guns at people um it's frowned upon cuz i guess um, i guess you know like some some families you don't know or whatever um, but they're just like worried that like these like four and five year old kids are gonna like I don't know bring a real gun or something. But yeah, you can't even do finger guns anymore. That is fucking insane. Mm-hmm. I'm like I literally
0: thought is that not right of, is that not right of passage for every like fucking six year old boy?
2: I mean some of those kids I, I don't even think like they really know what they like you know finger like a thumb and a finger were, were around a lot longer than a gun, you know? Yeah. I
0: was saying that's how I seal deals. I fucking give <laughs> Double finger guns, yeah, and I will see you later.
2: Like yeah. that's,
1: I mean, I remember insane. when we were little kids,
2: like, like having toy guns, and they didn't even have like the orange or the pink ends on them, so oh. they looked like legitimate fucking guns.
0: Yeah, uh, there is a when I, when I was a younger man, maybe a freshman in high school, me and a couple friends of the podcast, aka Brad Stearns, Jordan Lemmy. And Jim LeBond, we got airsoft guns.
1: Oh yeah.
0: And I mean, I wasn't the richest, Let me, <laughs> but I got a I got like the. I got like the top of the line airsoft gun. And you know what I did? Because we were playing at night, I fucking spray painted the orange tip off. And maybe this is speaking to my privilege. But I definitely, we were definitely in the middle of Madison and a cop stopped, like, hey, we got reports of guys running around with guns. And it was just me just being like 200 feet away, just being like,
1: pew, pew.
0: dude, that shit ruled. The cop stopped. We were just like, no, we're just playing airsoft. And he's like, go on, get out there. You did that nowadays. You're catching
2: three strays. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a different time. And,. Yeah, I mean it's obviously like the the smaller communities that we grew up in um you get away with that type of shit. But yeah, it's I'm sure that would be mind-blowing to some people to think that kids going out playing with like legitimate gun, you know, look-like oh. guns. I mean they they are guns, they're just airsoft guns, but yeah, like you do that in uh, other communities or fuck even in maybe the same communities like today today and cops yeah. are rolling up guns drawn yeah <laughs> you know you're probably gonna get
0: on the floor it's like i'm 13. yeah, yeah that's a different time which <laughs> i think the best part was is like those guys all had like airsoft guns that shot like 27 feet per second and mine was like 450 feet per second it was just so fun just being like go on run boy like
2: i'm gonna get you dude that was a thing man i remember um i remember we we all had them and none of us wore safety glasses or anything like i don't know whose idea it's like uh it's not a bb gun it's not a paintball gun it's just gonna shoot these little plastic pellets and it's gonna hurt like a son of a bitch dude here's
0: the entire thing like me like me and a couple buddies had the airsoft guns and after the first week of like you know like playing war because we were still playing war at that time basically we ended up just being like let me shoot you in the hand from three inches away (laughs) like it just immediately devolves and just being like all right i'm gonna be seven feet away i'm gonna shoot you in the chest (laughs) and we're gonna see what kind of welt it leaves
2: Yeah, I can't believe nobody, like, lost an eyeball because we weren't wearing safety glasses, and it was just, yeah, a bunch of irresponsible little shits just hammering airsoft guns at each other.
0: Yeah, and, like, here's the thing. My dad's got a great story of, like, my dad grew up uh, early 80s, and he literally talks about, he's like, yeah, we just had BB gun wars, and it was like, what? He's like, yeah, you'd fucking sit there and like, you know, like the pump ones where it's like, you're supposed to pump it 10 times to like kill an animal. Yeah, you'd fucking sit there and you'd pump it 50 times and you'd shoot your friend. And my dad still has a scar, literally, right between his eyes from where his friend Clay shot him fucking dead high. Like right here, like right in the middle of the eyes. And it's just like I just remember hearing that story and just being like, god damn, if he was two inches to the left or the right. I got a one-eyed dad.
2: And, but to him, it's just like, nah, son of a bitch got me. Kids being kids. (laughs) Yeah. We, I do remember we, uh, in re-heights this was before the airsoft phenomenon. We, we did the same thing. We, it was like a BB gun tag where you got to take turns and one person got to be the shooter and the other two were, were just like had to run away. And if you got one, uh, then you got to like keep going or something. But then if you didn't, you had to like pass the gun. Yeah, like legitimately, we were shooting each other with BB
0: guns. Like it's you guys. You guys wow. are basically you guys were basically <laughs> playing 500
2: with BB guns. It was funny because like sometimes if you like got if you got hit, you try to like play it off like you didn't, but you, <laughs> but you couldn't because we were it, it hurt.
0: <laughs> I'm barely even bleeding. It didn't even hit me. It didn't get me uh it's it's ridiculous like i i think if i like tried to tell my little brother about doing shit like that he'd be like no you guys couldn't do that (laughs) like it's like oh yeah bud oh yeah
2: it was a different time dude we we had a uh we had a little fort um i think it was like a like an old chicken coop or something on my buddy brent's uh like on his uncle his aunt and uncle's property and we ran extension cords like hundreds of feet of extension cords out and had like an old like CRT, like big TV yeah, and, a, like, and a Sega. It
0: weighed, th- weighed 3,000 pounds. It was a 47 inches thick. It was 12 inches.
2: And, and we we brought the Sega out there and like we'd, we'd sit out there and like, uh, uh, you know, just play some Sonic and then uh, have BB gun fights. It was pretty wild. Honestly,
0: that sounds pretty. That sounds like a nice Saturday.
2: I might yeah, go and, do that now. And and his aunt and uncle had horses. And since we strung the, the extension cords out there, like one of the horses was chewing on the extension cord one time. Um then we got in trouble because I think the horse got zapped a little bit. But you know, I don't think he died, so I think we're okay.
0: <laughs> First of all, horses are assholes. I've established that before. <laughs> but that's it's literally it's insane. Like looking back. Like that, like you guys should have got yelled at, you guys should have got talked to, you should have not been allowed outside for a while. Look at you, honestly. If it was today's day and age, you'd have been like, like you honestly might have went to jail. Like, you fed a horse an extension cord, it's like, no, the horse just chewed on it. The horse is the asshole here,
2: and we were just mad because we couldn't play Sonic anymore.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm trying to play
2: Street Fighter, I'm trying to play
0: Street Fighter 2 and this asshole horse chews on it. And I'm the bad guy.
1: No. <laughs> yeah.
2: That was a good time. That was a long time ago. Um I I think I I sent you the link of the, the Mike Perry thing. Uh, Mike Perry. <laughs> Mike Perry. Um, uh for for anybody that, that hasn't seen it or, or doesn't know, I'll i maybe toss the link up on on, on the Twitter page. But uh Yeah. Mike was a little drunk. Um, I guess starting fights, uh, inside of a bar restaurant. Um, Uh,
0: here's, here's the thing. I'm going to describe the opening part of the video, just for the people that haven't seen it. Mike Perry, UFC fighter. Mike Perry got in the fight. We've all got into at a bar slash restaurant where he was being told to leave. There was a girl yelling at him for being a terrible person just be like, shut up! You fucking dumb. And but here's the thing: none of us are trained UFC fighters. So like, when we're getting kicked out, just like, fuck that, dude! I'll fuck that. Fuck you. Fuck you. We don't have the ability to one punch someone. Like, and oh god, like just that, just the opening parts before the actual fight in that video just triggered so many memories of just being like what the fuck, bro, dude. I'll fuck it dude I'll fuck that guy. Like just being that douchebag.
2: Yeah, you could obviously tell like uh like you said, you could assume what the lead up was. Like, you know, he was obviously sitting there and he was probably being loud and somebody probably like looked at him or said something and he was really drunk and so he started talking shit and then I guess like some guy was like trying to calm him down and like uh Mike was Mike Perry was like yeah. Screaming, you touched me! You fucking touched yeah. me! Don't ever fucking you be- touch me! I'll kill you! Blah, 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 blah. That that was the like that was the worst part is
0: we've all heard those dudes before just being like, bro, bro, don't fucking touch me, bro! I'm fucking deadly, bro! And around here, it's like, yeah, I'm sure you're deadly, dude. I'm sure, I'm sure. Mike Perry <laughs> legit has those hands. <laughs> like he legit has the ability to kill 99.9% of the world with his hands.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, he, it, I guess. And to, he's to, not even,
0: he's literally not even that good of a UFC fighter. He's still a fucking UFC fighter.
2: Yeah. Well, in like uh, to a little synopsis of the video, like essentially like he's getting kicked out there was something that happened prior. They're calling the cops. They're walking out. Um, he's arguing with his, his lady um, that he has with him. She is uh, screaming at him, very embarrassed, uh, just trying to get him out of there. Uh, some older gentleman and like a couple other guys are trying to get him out of there. He starts jawing back and forth with this older, uh, uh, large man and uh, ends up just fat. Like pun- punching, fat this fat, old man, pat- punching this fat old man uh, to the ground. And then, then uh, his, Dude, his he lady... Mur- he,
0: murdered, he murders that old fat man.
2: Yeah, he went he down. He murders him. Yeah, he he's, he's smoked him. And uh, then uh, Mike throws in a couple racial slurs. Um, there happens to be a few people of color that are actually right next to him when he lets those fly. Yeah, um, was great. Then his uh, lady is hysterically crying, very embarrassed, can't, can't believe what's <laughs> going on. Then he tells her, uh, fuck off, bitch, you're not with me. Fuck off bitch leave me alone and then he just like screams like a hysterical crazy person for like the rest of the video so
0: not a good look not not great not great for the brand uh he yeah that was that was definitely one of those things where it was just like all right i kind of understand i kind of understand i don't understand oh you killed that guy
2: Oh no, you're tripling down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, You, you got the, got the trifecta of uh, trying to ruin your career. Number one, being a drunk asshole and and punching an elderly man. He wasn't super elderly, but he's probably like sixties, probably 60. I'd say, yeah, 60, early sixties. Uh, then you, you call a woman a bitch and tell her to fuck off. And then, um, I don't know if it was necessarily directed at the people of color, but there were, there were some of uh, people of color that were trying to get him out of the restaurant. And then he throws some racial slurs at them and tells them to fuck off as well. Um, Yeah. Not, not a great look to uh, disrespect old people, women and uh, uh, people People of other ethnicities um, all in one (laughs) failed drunken swoop. (laughs) So,
0: In a two minute video, he absolutely shot his career in the face. Yeah, and it, I'm sorry. There is, like, because he did, he did professional boxing. I think he did one, so, like, he knows how to toss those hands. Also, he I think his record's, like, 14 and six. Once again, we're not a fact-checking podcast, but I'm pretty sure he's 14 and six in UFC. 14 and six in the UFC means you're – above 500 you're a significantly better fighter than everyone <laughs> and not a not great not yeah. not just you don't
2: want that yeah and i mean you make the argument I and mean, he was obviously drunk but that's that's the problem like when when you got guys like that and like you see a lot of that like when you got big testosterone you know filled dudes yeah. and they get drunk and sometimes when they're there's certain supplements that you that you take which you know he's obviously they're restricted and tested on certain peds and stuff like that but they're still taking you know various supplements that on those a lot of those supplements say like do not drink you're, while you're taking yeah. them because like, if your and testosterone is, is rocking is it just makes paked. you into a mean asshole and yeah. do
0: do i mean pre-workout pre-workout is delightful and i mean but like literally you drink pre-workout you get tingly. You immediately have to poop. But like that second step is, is you're literally walking around just like,
1: oh,
0: I'm so fucking ready. And that's just pre-workout. I can buy, you can buy that shit at GNC. Like, and like you mix that with the fact that he's probably on way better supplements than a normal person can get. Cause he's literally a professional fighter. And literally the fact that he is a professional fighter, like he can absolutely dismantle everyone. And you roll that all into a fucking terrible cocktail, you're going to have some problems. If it was just a normal video of him just being like a drunk asshole, like normal drunk asshole, like you walk out, You fucking, you'd be like, fuck you, bro. You don't even fucking know me, bro. (laughs) You're definitely saying bro a lot. Uh, You roll that into him being a drunk asshole, plus slaying racial slurs, plus one-punching old dudes.
2: Bad. So bad. And disrespecting uh, a a woman as well. So, yeah, not Uh, good. Not good for him. Gonna be a tough hill, a uh, tough climb back. I think they already said, like his lawyers or his camp has already said that he's doing alcohol rehabilitation like all this stuff. And I um, think like, he just fought back in uh, like the end of June.
0: Yeah. Um, well, you know, and and here's the entire thing: is they can say it's like, oh, you know, he's doing alcohol rehabilitation or whatever. That's not gonna help. Uh, I mean, that's not that wasn't the that wasn't the linchpin in that whole terrible situation. Yes, it added to it. He's that dude's still coming out, fucking absolutely furious and yeah, ready yeah. to murder. Yeah, he doesn't
2: seem like a uh, just based off of uh, yeah his actions. Even though he was drunk, he just doesn't seem like a very good person. So uh, definitely not somebody that uh, Dana White needs to stick his uh, stick his neck out for. So uh, that guy. Yeah, I was. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. Come out right now and say that uh, you know he's like completely blackballed and done. But uh, oh, he's it's done. Gonna, it's going to be pretty tough for him to come back from that.
0: Here's the thing. I mean, Conor McGregor punched that old dude in the bar that one time. Did you see that video? Oh yeah. Like Conor McGregor did it, and it was like people like laughed about it. It was just like, God damn, he punched that old dude, and it was just like, yep, Conor McGregor's a fucking superstar. You're Mike Perry. It's like you got to be pretty deep in the UFC to know Mike Perry's name. And he didn't murder someone (laughs) and say racial slurs and call women bitches. Like, it's like, Ooh, man, you torch that career.
2: Yeah. I I did see a, a pretty, I mean, The situation isn't funny, but I saw a meme that was funny and uh, it said uh, that Conor McGregor and Mike Perry were going to fight for the elderweight title. Yeah, I saw (laughs) that one. Punching old old guys. Uh, That one was pretty funny. Uh, Kind of insensitive, but funny.
0: (laughs) Well, that's normally what makes things something funny is it's pretty insensitive. (laughs) But the dude Conor punched Literally wore it like a champ. Once again, that's that iris jaw. You can't, you can't kill what's already dead. Mike Perry murdered, and like he murdered your grandpa. <laughs> like, like he murdered that dude that you see at the parks. It's just like, hey, make sure you pick up your dog's poop.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, and then uh, the, the like, yeah, it was bad because he's like,
0: you punch my dad, you punch my dad,
2: and yeah, it was yeah, not that was tough tough to watch um good on the uh good on that old guy though like zero fear in his dojo you know i don't think he i don't think he thought that mike was going to uh, punch (laughs) him in the face annihilate him yeah i think
1: that
0: that,
2: i think he like walked up yeah i'm pretty sure the exchange was like get the fuck out of my face and then the the old gentleman's like what the fuck are you gonna do about it and then mike Perry's like uh i will do this yeah so.
0: Absolutely, punch you. Uh, this is uh, obviously re- we're recording this Saturday morning, so UFC 251 hasn't happened yet. Turns out UFC 251 not on a beach. Adjust your bets accordingly. It's in an arena. What adjust your bets accordingly? I, Jorge Masvidal trains in like he's from Florida. He trains in the Everglades. I thought that was going to benefit him because it was going to be a hundred Eight degrees outside. There, they're fighting in an arena. That's bad. it. Is in a
2: it is inside a facility.
0: Yep. Uh, it's yeah, I thought yeah. the same
2: thing too. Like the whole fight island, like there's just gonna be an octagon like out in the middle of a sandy beach, yeah.
0: and that's how Dana White set it up. Like he literally told everybody's like, because they built that you they built that ring on the beach, and that mm. was supposed that was supposed to be like oh like everyone in the world's like that's where they're fighting, and then literally yesterday it came out like no. No, it's in an arena, and they had whatever. I goddamn, they had that UFC insider. I think his name's like Ariel Hawaii, Hawaii. Yeah, you know who yep. I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And he literally was—he was on the Pat McAfee show. Shout out the fucking enemies. But uh, yeah, he was like, "No, why would they let it be on a beach? <laughs> like, absolutely not." And then finally Dana White came out, and he's like, "Actually, they'll be fighting here." So that's pretty fucked up. Don't call it Fight Island if you're not on an island.
2: Or yeah, it'd be... be like Mortal Kombat,
0: you know? That's literally yeah. Like I thought there was a real possibility for a fighter to be losing and to do some sand in the eye, like <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> get that sand trick,
0: the old sand trick. Uh,
2: what? yeah. So yeah, UFC two fifty one. Obviously, um, sounds like you got plans. Uh, a little, little, little shindig. Uh, to watch it with the boys, um, I think we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get it as well uh, somewhere here in town.
0: I say I've already invited I've already invited Cody to the TNT Dojo, but if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're probably my friend. So hit me up, come on over.
2: Yeah, I'll try to get I'll get this up as soon as we're done. Hopefully, you listen to this yeah. portion before tonight, and you know that you have a standing invitation with Tyler. Standing
0: standing invitation to the uh, tea part of TNT the premix. Don't go to Cody's house.
2: Yeah. I think Matt Come to my house. I think Matt's going to, Matt's going to host Oh, Maddie ice, uh,
0: the baby boy, Maddie ice.
2: So, uh, switching gears. I saw, uh, ESPN put out a ranking of the, uh, top wide receivers, uh, projected for 2020. Um, I don't know if you've seen this yet or not. I have not
0: seen this. Can I guess number one?
2: I was going to actually have you guess. Who, 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 uh, you, who would you put at number one? DeAndre Hopkins? See, that's uh, – I would have said the same thing. And I feel like if DeAndre Hopkins wasn't under Bill O'Brien – being an absolute fucking moron
0: absolutely hating deandre hopkins
2: and not putting together a great offensive line to to protect uh sean watson um i think uh i think nuke would have been like far and away like the the favorite he he still comes in at number three even though he's going to be in arizona this year um but they actually put julio jones julio yeah which I, which I'm okay I mean, with. I feel like last year he didn't make as big of a splash as he as he you know as he typically does. But it's still Julio Jones. I mean, he's still yeah, a, a hell of an athlete. He's still
0: yeah. He's still 6'5", Runs a four 40, and has a fifty inch vertical, and catches everything. Uh, this is actually something I just saw a couple days ago and I kind of forgot about it. When the Falcons absolutely fucking, fucked themselves with that twenty eight three lead. People forget that Julio Jones made a fucking absolute monster of a catch to even get them into position to fuck that up. Like, that ball was three yards out of bounds, and he one-handed that motherfucker and toe-tapped. And if if not our friend Matty Ice, but the real Matty Ice, Matt Wright, if he didn't have such a fucking limp dick, like They should have won that Super Bowl strictly because of Bless you. Julio Jones. I'm, I'm sorry. This White Claws got
2: me dancing. <laughs> uh, you want to take a poke at number two? So we, we got uh, – We have Julio Mitchell. at one. Yep. And DeAndre's uh, DeAndre three. three. Yep.
0: Mike Evans?
2: Mike Evans makes the list at number six. What? Yeah, which I feel like it, especially if they're taking oh. into account like the uh the new like all the changes in the, the, yeah. the twenty twenty season. I I would say Mike Evans, you know, his stock should go up because he's gonna and he's a have monster normally. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He had, had blind ass Jameis Winston tossing him fucking Hail Marys.
2: Yeah, and he was gassed from making tackles most of the time. So
0: <laughs> um fuck, what's the Saints wide receiver? Uh, that Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Yeah, fuck. He makes like, what? Did he, what did he catch like 140 balls last year? Like he's, yeah, 149,
2: uh, 1,725 yards last year. Yeah, he's, I he mean, he comes in at number
0: two. Number two.
2: Which I don't believe. I'm okay I don't with believe.
0: That. I don't believe that. I think I would have. I would have DeAndre and Mike Evans above him.
2: Above like Mike I Thomas. To
0: like, yeah, if I had to like, if I was. For some reason starting a team and I had my pick of wide receivers, he would not be up there. I I just yeah, you catch a lot of balls, dude. Sick. So did Wes Welker. Like like uh catching a lot just means you're like he, the quarterback's favorite target. And yep, you're obviously good at your job because you catch them, but he has he has no uh like, Julio has a shitload of, like, basically badges. Like, fast, tall, strong. And, like, Mike Evans has fast, tall, strong. And he basically just has ability to catch the ball on an eight yard slant. Which, I mean, if he came to the Cowboys, I'd fucking come my pants, but <laughs> he's, he's, he doesn't do it for me.
2: Speaking of that, they put Amari Cooper down at number 10, Um, which I feel like he didn't have, like, his best season. But I – like, obviously, being a Cowboys fan, I have, like, a little bit of a a bias towards him. But also, I had him on, like, one of my fantasy teams last year. And when Dak uh, could, you know, get the ball out and uh, when they were actually, like, drawing up, like, legitimate plays, Amari Cooper is fucking really good
0: at football. He's the number one leading. I mean, he's the number one receiver in Alabama history. Like, you know how good you got to be to do that in Alabama. Like, that's a premier college program. Um, also, college football is going to be canceled, and I'm going to spiral
2: immediately. And they put but, they put Chris Godwin from uh, from Tampa Bay at number nine. Which I feel like, if you're putting him at number nine, that's got to elevate Mike Evans. Like higher Ed, yeah. than six but they also put odell beckham jr and tyreek hill above mike evans they put uh oh they put odell obj obj
0: hasn't done anything in like fucking two years
2: he, you know you make that one uh, amazing one-handed catch against yeah. the cowboys and that's what everybody i mean don't get me wrong hell of an athlete he is a you know he deserves to be uh you know a wide receiver Top one on, yeah i mean he's He's good. But if I
0: if I gave you the options of Mike Evans or OBJ, who would you take?
2: Yeah, I would take Mike Evans.
0: Yeah. And uh, and I'm sorry if I'm not I'm I'm obviously not a genius coach anymore ever since the injury, but uh send OBJ on slants every fucking time. OBJ's not a fucking like he can catch it obviously long, obviously long range. Send OBJ on a fucking 8-yard slant every single time. And you're you will get eight yards minimum.
2: Also, I, I saw this. Um, I didn't know, but who do you think is older? Odell Beckham Jr. or Mike Evans? Mike Evans. Mike Evans is 26, Odell is 27. Holy shit. i yeah. I thought Mike Evans was like uh, was closer to 30. Uh 30, 10-year. yeah. I was gonna say.
0: He, like Mike Evans, Mike Evans is the reason Johnny Manziel won a Heisman. As much as I hate to slander my baby boy, uh, but literally Mike Evans at Texas A&M, Johnny Manziel would scramble for eight seconds and then just blindly throw the ball just towards the end zone, and Mike Evans would just be like, "Yep, I'm stronger than every five foot ten cornerback," and that seems like it was twelve years ago. And him only being 26 blows my mind. I think, uh,
2: yeah, I think Mike Evans is way too low on this list. Uh,
0: I, OBJ, I, OBJ wasn't good at LSU, like, he had no standout talent. Javaris Landry was better at OSU than Odell Jarvis, 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 J- <laughs> Say you like me, say you like me hat,
1: Jarvis.
2: Yeah, I would, uh, yeah, I would have put Mike Evans and uh, DeAndre Hopkins a little higher on the list, but I I'm a I'm a big DeAndre Hopkins fan.
0: <laughs> I said I'm enough of a fan to not trade him to a fucking ter- for to a team for a terrible running back that was good three years ago.
2: Yeah, obviously Bill O'Brien is just a fucking moron. There there was obviously some sort of personal beef and you know, obviously yeah. he's the head coach. Well he's head coach NGM. Um so yeah, he I was going to try to make the argument that he wasn't GM, but I forgot that he was actually a GM yeah. and head coach. So, yeah. He's a little, yeah. Around, so. Uh,
0: also, I saw a picture of uh, J.J. Watt tweeted a picture of him, like, shirtless flexing. Pencil it in, folks. J.J. Watt's going to be really good for two games and then get fucking drastically injured because he is very much on the HGH. <laughs>
2: Dude, his uh, TJ had. Uh, um, he, he was injured a little bit last year, but when TJ got healthy, he made a fucking run. And I, I think I might have mentioned this before, but I, I had him on a fantasy team that uh, where you could uh, pick a defensive player. Yep, you, you could you yeah. could put a uh, filled in positions of cornerback, uh, safeties, defensive ends, defensive linemen, linebackers, Damn. and all that stuff. And TJ Watt uh, did very very well for me. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, here's the thing. JJ Watt when he was good was. Absolutely phenomenal. I remember him playing at Wisconsin, and literally he was head like head and shoulders above everyone else talent wise. And I think he got picked number like number thirteen, and I want to say Dallas drafted eleven the year he got drafted, Mm -hmm. and I was like beside myself because I was like, "Holy shit, Dallas is gonna get JJ Watt! Like he's gonna be a fucking monster." And they didn't I think they took some shitty tight end. But uh I mean JJ Watt was incredible. He is he's broken. He's literally broken.
2: He yeah, he's like, like I feel like I would watch those games and I've always been like especially now that I'm like like I don't know, like ever since I was probably like twenty four or so where you could like kinda my football mind, uh, as as small as it is, matured <laughs> to the point of where you realize that once you get like name notoriety, that kind of counts for something. Like yeah, you, you're in. Yeah, like you're like like uh, like Clay Matthews. Like he hasn't been the greatest as of late, but everybody's like, oh Clay Matthews, Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, he has I long know, hair. I know him. Yep, yeah, he's good at what he does. Um, you know, I mean, he's still good. I I, I would say. But because of his name notoriety, and I think the same thing – He I gets with, that boost. Yep, yeah, with J.J. Watt is, you know, he – and I, I feel like when you're at a certain caliber of, like, defensive end, and if you're, like, pass rushing, off, like, you're going to get – you're going to get – you know, you're going to get a sack or you're going to get quarterback yeah. pressures, where, where, you know, as long as – if you are an NFL caliber defensive end. So, I feel like this last season when, when, uh, when J.J. Watt was playing, because he got – he got injured and then came back, right?
0: I thought he had in. I thought he had in. I don't think he played last year. I think he played like four games
2: and got hurt. I thought he came back. I don't know. Anyways, but I, but I yeah, feel like, like when he was out there and he's got like all the braces and all the shit all over his body and. It's like I, you know, he would get a he would get a sack or he'd get like a quarterback pressure from time to time, and it's oh like,
1: shit,
0: JJ Watt's changing the game. It's, it's like, like you no. can put somebody else out
2: there and they would have probably had yeah. you know just as much there's, success, but because of his name, he still gets the benefit of the doubt. Granted, yeah. I still do think he's a good football player, but yeah, I think to a point, he's a little bit damaged goods.
0: Yeah, that's very much what I feel, which sucks because I did I like I do I did love JJ Watt because for a couple for like two or did he get two. Defensive player of the years? Hard to get three. I I'm gonna go with two off the top of my head. Because there was legit years that he was a monster. I mean, he was a game changer. I mean, you you drop a six foot six, uh, two hundred and eighty five pound dude with has who has like a seven one wingspan. It's like, yeah, he's gonna change the game. And also he could drop into coverage if you need him to. And did you look it up?
2: Uh, yeah, I was just looking. He played. Uh, he played eight games. Um, oh, he, he played eight games last year, which I was pretty pretty certain that he played. Uh, I, I knew it was hurt, but then he played. He played some, but he played, I think, eight games regular season, and then two in in the postseason.
1: Because
2: I remember I him he, specifically, like coming back, <laughs> coming back in
0: like the the postseason.
2: Yeah. yeah. Now that
0: you, um, now that you say that, I do remember that. I think he tore his pec or maybe his bicep. I think you're right. He, yeah, he tore he tore something where you're just like, well, that shouldn't tear. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I think you're right with the, like, the, the name thing because it's just like, uh, you know, a nameless defensive end makes a sack. Chris Collinsworth doesn't suck that dude's dick. J.J. Mm-hmm. Watt does it, and four announcers are just like, oh, shit,
2: J.J. Watt. Oh,
0: oh which whatever he's good like we understand that he's not as good as he used to be
2: yeah once you've made a name for yourself and you kind of you kind of have a brand and you know brand recognition on who you are like it yeah that definitely plays into
0: fucking it, Troy Polamalu the last like 4 years he played was an absolute liability in coverage which is literally his first responsibility but people knew him because holy shit he hits hard and he tackles the quarterback and it's like that's great. If my free safety is tackling the quarterback, something's probably
2: fucked up. <laughs> so, I think, yeah, I think same same thing with like Revis Island. You know, Revis Island was a thing, and you know he was I good dr- for a long time. And then you know Revis Island got a little cr- got a little crowded. You know, yeah. people, people were starting to uh, catch balls on Revis Island. I I
0: right do early. I do remember like when Revis when Revis was still tripping people like he was the best quarterback in the league. And just multiple wide receivers and tweeted him, just like, dude, I had seven catches and 112 yards against you. <laughs> like, I think there was like seven wide receivers that tweeted that, just like, buddy, I lit you up. I own, and here's the thing, I own Darrell Revis fucking Nikes. That's right, folks. I own Darrell Revis cross trainers.
2: Oh. So yeah, 2019 season, week eight against the Raiders, Watt had a torn, uh, torn pectoral. So he played eight games. Then week eight, he had the torn uh, peck, and then he came back for uh, two games of the postseason. And
0: the what the Texans had that Deshaun Watson led like comeback against someone. Uh, I want to say maybe, maybe it was their first game. They were down a shitload. And they came back and won. I don't know. NFL playoffs get a little blurry for me. <laughs> yeah. Because usually I bet a shitload of money that I don't have. And i just like, please, please, please someone win.
2: Uh, You have any uh, grab bag stuff you want to toss in? I kind of got to the end of my, uh, my list here. Oh, I have plenty. I
0: have plenty, pal. I almost said buddy again. You
2: call buddy pal. Uh,
0: let's see, let's see. Ooh, we're gonna do a little uh, TNC uh, movie corner for a second. If you have some spare time, watch on Amazon Prime, watch Apocalypto, uh, directed by Mel Gibson. Watch that. By yourself. Do not watch it with another... Don't watch it with a girl. Watch it by yourself if you're a dude. Great movie. A lot of blood. A lot of violence. Great story. It's fucking sick. Uh, it deals with the... Have you ever seen Have you seen Apocalypto?
2: I think I have. For some reason, Apocalypto and uh, 10,000 BC uh, are <laughs> Boy, interchangeable in my mind. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I definitely understand that. But... Apocalypto rules like because you do have to like when you're watching it that actually happened in real life like that's what blows my mind like 10,000 BC was made up the Mayans did do human sacrifices to the sun so that was a TNC uh, movie corner watch Apocalypto if you have the spare time um, since this is the brunch episode I did want to shout out maybe the best brunch food of all time. If you go, mimosa? if you haven't, if you yeah, Mimosa, obviously <laughs> six cherry white or six black cherry white claws for me. But uh, <laughs> if you have a McDonald's in your area and you wake up early, go get the chicken McGriddle. The chicken McGriddle is the best breakfast sandwich I've ever had.
2: Is it like a crispy chicken?
0: Yeah. Ooh. It is phenomenal. Throw a little hot sauce on there. Treat yourself. It is absolutely delightful. They're currently running a deal. Uh, two Chickie McGrids for three bucks. Go do it. That is uh, last weekend uh, on Saturday. uh we were coming back into town from the lake, and it was me, a friend of the podcast Cameron Schaefer, and a friend of the podcast Derek Mertz, and we were going into town to, you know, collect ourselves, and we stopped at we stopped at McDonald's, and Cam's like, "Oh shit, Look, I'll buy this," and I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, all right." He's like, "How many should I get?" I was like, "Just grab six. Cam ended up buying ten chicken McGriddles. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of those little ladies like what <laughs> like you can't sir you can't do that but they are phenomenal so i recommend the chicky McGrid. jump on that folks cody if you haven't had one i recommend you try one maybe tomorrow because i, will, uh,
2: I will, yeah i'll definitely uh i don't do a lot of mcdonald's Anymore, I haven't haven't had McDonald's in a while, but uh, I do like McDonald's
0: breakfast. Breakfast, I would say, yeah, McDonald's for actual food, no, McDonald's for breakfast, playoff move. Um, let's see, oh, I have a I have a story about intern Taylor. Mm -hmm. So yesterday. Intern Taylor sends me a picture of he's cooking bacon. Like, hell yeah, brother. Bacon's delightful. Intern Taylor puts fucking chocolate chips on it. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, he sends me a picture of this because I'm not home. And he literally is frying bacon in the pan. And there is just chocolate chips sprinkled on it. I literally was like, dude, no. Like, don't ever do that. He's like, no, like, the salty and the sweet. Intern Taylor might need to get put in, like, some sort of camp for that, right? Am I being weird? Or is that fucking serial killer shit?
2: I've never heard of uh, chocolate chips on bacon. I mean, I don't think it would be – I don't think it I mean, it's
1: pretty hard to would up bacon. I don't think it would be I, I, yeah, I wouldn't be purposely good. do it.
2: I mean, I'd probably eat it because i eat about anything, but – I wouldn't purposely do it. Not to mention when you're frying bacon with bacon grease, and then you have like hot chocolate in a hot pan—that's just asking for a mess. Like that's gonna be that's gonna be rough cleanup, you know. I
0: I didn't stay I didn't stay at the TNT Dojo last night, so I haven't checked the stove situation out. I clearly walked in, mixed myself a cocktail, came right to the came right to the studio. But I don't know. That's uh. I might have to put the old, like, kabosh on that immediately. Because I, you heard him apologize earlier, folks. If he was here, I'd make him apologize again.
2: Also, people were saying that we were bullying Taylor on episode 28. Um, All of. I don't think that we were. No. But
0: we might have bullied him a little bit because he has the ability to run more than a mile without dry heaving. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we did. But we did rag was... him for being an athlete uh, in the
0: running situation. But uh, well, I mean, is running really what athletes do? Some. Yeah, not me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll say not in my athletic world. I'll say, yeah, yeah. He can run, but can he change directions?
2: Yeah. What's his three cone like? <laughs>
0: say, what's his agility drill? So yeah, if you see Taylor, call him out for his fucking chocolate chip bacon, because that shit was disgusting. Uh, let's see. Oh, I uh, I did something interesting at work on Friday. So on Fridays, I normally get crammed in the warehouse. I, I get put. I I go to the warehouse. Either I'm gone on deliver. I'm gone delivering shit or I go hide the warehouse on Fridays, you know, it's Friday. I'm trying to avoid work, but i fucked up aggressively and uh, ripped a couple bags of shit open and uh, they're a little expensive. So I did what any responsible person would do. And I tried to cover my mistake and pretend like it never happened. So I'm like probably like 15 feet up in the air. And I'm trying to tape this bag back together, <laughs> like with like, you know, like the tape you put on like packages you're shipping.
2: Packing tape, yeah.
0: Yeah, packing tape. Yes, it comes in the roller.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm Glad you remember that, because I had no idea what that shit was called. <laughs> really sticky tape. It's the like, tape you oh. used for
2: packing things. Oh, yeah.
0: packing tape. Yes. Ah, uh-huh. ah. Uh-huh. But uh, I was panicking. trying to cover my tracks and I was holding this bag together with both hands or with one hand and I didn't, I couldn't rip the tape without, Uh you know, so I, I did, I did what I knew what to do. I have a third hand. It's called my mouth. So I put this tape on my lip and like cut it. I was like, nailed it. Then I proceeded to rip the tape off, and it took a huge chunk of skin. I'm literally—I don't know if you can see it—I'm missing like, like, an inch and a half of lip skin because I ripped it directly off my face.
2: That's a pretty good tape.
0: Oh yeah, no, it was—it it was one of those things where like I did it, and then I ripped it, and I was like. As soon as I got to about here, I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, I got halfway through ripping, and I was like, well, this is going to be a problem. And sure as shit, it literally looked like someone, like, I did, like, a fingerprint of my lip on the tape. And you know what? I still got caught.
2: <laughs> as I said, if you stuck that tape on the bag, um, now they have your DNA. So, let they go around and get right. lip prints from everybody in the office. I'll pretend I don't have lips. But it was
0: uh, very much, like, I did it, I looked at the tape and just saw my lower lip, like, just sitting there. It's like, fuck. And literally 20 seconds later, I got caught trying to cover my mistakes. So I did the adult thing, immediately panicked, blamed everyone else. Seems fair. And. Yeah, just normal, normal week of Tyler. But uh, no, nah, I really got, uh really got nothing
2: else. No, oh. that's fine. I think it's it seems like the white class might be hitting bottom for you. So, first of all, Cody,
0: <laughs> don't you ever, ever. <laughs> do that shit to me again. (laughs) If I can't have a fucking cup of cocktails on a brunch podcast, (laughs) I get called an asshole. Can you tell because my vest or my robe keeps
2: getting less and less on? Yeah, well, and your your pauses between your points that you're making are getting longer. Fucking, I'll pause all the time.
0: I've... I I don't know. I accidentally got <laughs> drunk last night. I'm not in trial.
2: Uh, man.
0: But yeah, I think that uh any idea where we're at for time?
2: Um let me check my stopwatch that I started way late. Um we're at least at an hour. We're more than an hour, so we're probably, we're probably about close to what we usually are. Maybe, okay, maybe yeah. you know, we'll cut this one, give you a little time, maybe take a nap. Uh before 251? Unless you think you can power on through. You look a little... Slushy. Oh, no. I'll be taking a right nap.
0: I will definitely be taking a <laughs> nap. I can see myself in the Zoom camera. It looks like I've never slept before. You know what? Fuck you guys. You can't see me. <laughs> this is bullshit. I'm being attacked. I'm being attacked. Cody's yeah. bullying me. Well... 'Cause I got drunk on the podcast and I'm gonna take a nap. Meanwhile, he has to go be responsible. Go to Menards.
2: <laughs> nah, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to convince Lily that I'm working and then Freet and I are just gonna play video games thing.
0: <laughs> oh shit. Actually, yeah, hey, shout out if you guys watch the fucking stream. Watch my baby boys play video juegos.
2: We hammered some uh, some Halo last night. Um, a couple people got a little dicey with some of the things they were saying Uh, I don't think they realized that we were streaming but it was fun it's just like uh, uh, private uh, matches between all of us guys and it's pretty fun I don't know if it's as enjoyable for uh, people to watch but it was fun had a good time but yeah we might uh, fire that up here this afternoon I'll say
0: I am going to go take a nap but when I wake up I might see what you guys are doing
2: yeah, if you ever text me your gamer tag, uh, we go from there too. So. It's
0: actually intern Taylor's gamer tag. <laughs> All right,
2: I will ask him. <laughs>
0: no, he, he he's at work. He can't talk right now. <laughs> but All right. shout out shout out, on episode 29 Bad Boys of Brunch.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Happy you guys could join us for our morning meeting. I'm going to go take a nap.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: All right. X, uh, hugs and kisses all my cats and kittens.
2: XOXO. See you later, guys. Catch, wish, you, wish
0: catch you guys episode luck.
1: 30. Bye. Bye.